Welcome to Four Friends and Some Dice, a 5th edition actual play podcast where four friends play D&D using some dice. In this episode, you will meet the character Ozark, the Orc Master of Ceremonies, portrayed by Raz. You can follow Raz on Twitter under the username at Razzletor, spelled R-A-Z-U-L-T-O-R. The character art for Ozark was done by Kat Verhoeven. You can find more of Kat's work at Verhoe.com. That's V-E-R-W-H-O.com. And as always, I'm your current DM, Sarah. Now, on with the episode. Hello, listener. I go by Razzletor online, but you can call me Raz for short, and I will be playing Ozark Dundrak in Four Friends and Some Dice. I, Ozark, grew up with a nomadic tribe of orcs on the Barrowlands in Impelter, also known as the Badlands. I fell in love with the history of my people at an early age, and I spent my childhood physically recording the oral history of my ancestors. When I came of age, my appetite for history only grew. I wanted to learn the history of all the Orcish tribes. My new goal is to track down as much Orc history as I can, and discover the true origin of my race. I may be a full-blooded Orc, but I don't match the stereotypical ferocity of many of my kitten. I often wear a toothy grin or a warm smile. For my jolly personality, you might think that I am a weak fighter, but I will always fight fiercely to protect my friends. I am quite tall, and have broad shoulders and a muscular build. I have a square face with a sharp jawline, and pointed ears. I am 28 years old, so I'm just starting out my adventures in life, but I've also been around the block a little bit. My skin is a light gray color. My eyes are quite strange. My right eye is a light brown color, but my left eye is an arcane purple. I didn't have access to mirrors growing up, so I am unsure of whether this is a recent development, or if I've had this eye for as long as I've been born. I also have the typical orc underbite. However, my left fang was broken off in a battle, so now it is much more square than my pointy counterpart. In battle, I wear splint armor, which unfortunately makes me not very good at sneaking around. I also typically wield my battle axe and a shield. However, when I'm not using my battle axe, and when I'm especially angry, I use my flail instead. I'm a special class called Master of Ceremonies. It's technically a homebrew thing. I have dedicated my life to the god called Denir. Denir is the god of writing, glyphs, and images. The scribe to Ogma, the god of knowledge, also known as the first scribe. Like a paladin, I use short ceremonies to channel the divinity of my god. I personally find any sort of bodily harm to be heresy of the highest order. In battle, some of my ceremonies allow me to use damage dealt to myself or my allies against my enemies. Here are some of Ozark's stats, so if you don't really care about the numbers behind what's going to happen in D&D, and only care more about the story, feel free to skip ahead. There really should just be the numbers, and then that will be the it for Ozark's character overview. The main stats for Ozark are his strength and his constitution, so he has a 17 in strength, which gives him a plus 3, and an 18 in constitution, so he has a plus 4 to that, so he's going to be a very heavy hit point, you know, tank where he can soak a lot of damage. 
He also has a high wisdom stat, so his wisdom is 16. He uses wisdom to cast or to kind of use his ceremonies. They function a lot like spells. And we'll get into that more once we actually play the game and I'll explain it. He has a decent dexterity score with 14, so he can move around pretty well. It gives him a plus two, but Ozark is not good at all when it comes to intelligence or charisma. He only has an eight in each of them, so that's a minus one to both intelligence and his charisma. Sarah and I work together on his class called the Master of Ceremonies. It is based off of one that's on the wiki, but as with a lot of the homebrew stuff, Master of Ceremonies was extremely overpowered, so he had to nerf it a lot and make some changes to some of the abilities that he gets. Otherwise, he just would not be balanced compared to the other characters. All right, so more about the Master of Ceremonies class. My hit dice is a d12, which is a bit higher than most classes. It means that I'm gonna be extremely tanky once I hit higher levels. The main part of a Master of Ceremonies is that they are a juggernaut class. They're meant to be extremely tanky and they're supposed to kind of work to be that protector for their allies. With that, I get to choose to go on one of two paths. So the first path is the path of the protector. That's much more of the person who, you know, so they're protecting their allies after their enemies have already attacked. Then there's the path of the preventer. The preventer acts preemptively. Their goal is to end their enemy before they can attack. So depending on which path I take, it will drastically change kind of the play style of Ozark. At level one, I get access to several ceremonious acts. I can only do three ceremonious acts per day, so they function kind of like spells. Uh, I'll go ahead and read the first five that I get access to, they're called level one ceremonies, and go ahead and explain what each of them do. So the first one is called Rider's Causeway. So myself and a creature within 20 feet of me can move an additional 20 feet and can jump up to 30 feet high during our next movement. I also can do Holy Smite, so one hostile creature within 30 feet of me takes 4d6 radiant or lightning damage. The way it's worded, it sounds like an auto-hit spell, but I'm gonna use it as kind of a, I have to make an attack roll. The next one is called Warmth Above, so myself and all allies within 20 feet of me at the time of casting receive advantage on all constitution and strength saving throws and skill checks for the next three minutes. The next one is called Sight of the Seraphim, so I am able to detect any magical source or effect within 20 feet of me for 10 minutes. The last one is called Bloody Inspiration. So a single allied creature further than 30 feet from me receives a 3d6 radiant bonus damage on their next successful attack roll and I must not use it on that ally again until we both complete a short rest. So those are kind of the ceremonious acts I have access to. I'll get access to level two, three, four, and five later on as I level up. And so I'll explain those as well in the podcast when I actually use them. I also get access to some other abilities and kind of things depending on which path I take. So I'll make sure that I explain those when they come up in the podcast for whether it's preventer or protector and then what I get to do, because a lot of them are very interesting and kind of very unique. It doesn't play like any of the classes in vanilla D&D, so I'm very excited to get to share this with you. His background is also a homebrew thing, but it's less overpowered than his class was, so he didn't have to tweak it too much. It's called an explorer. From that, his personality trait is that even when he isn't exploring, 
He still goes and delves into alleyways and tries to climb the tallest buildings and cities, so that way he can get that kind of adventurous high that he loves so much. His bond is that he gets a blast of excitement whenever he discovers something new. His flaw is that finding the history of the orcs is more important to him than anything else. He would do almost anything to find that true history of his people and to discover their origins, which can definitely get him into some bad situations. His background also helps him to find food and water and shelter in pretty much any place. He also gains advantage when he is trying to discover the value of an item. So other than that, that's pretty much all of Ozark's background stuff. We'll get into more of the minutia of the different numbers when we actually start playing. And so I'll make sure that I mention those on the actual podcast. But whether it's in a library or on the battlefield, Ozark is ready for a new adventure. Thanks for listening. Our first official episode will be out on December 15th. For more information, you can go to boshohousestudios.com. That's Basho spelled B-A-S-H-O housestudios.com. Once again, our character art was done by Kat Veroven. You can check out more of Kat's work at verhu.com. That's V-E-R-W-H-O.com or on Tumblr at verhu.tumblr.com. The music for this episode is Rainbows by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. If you've enjoyed this episode or are interested in hearing more, please leave a review on iTunes letting us know what you think. That will really help us out right now as we are just launching our podcast. Thanks again for listening! Thanks again for listening!